So as we enter Good Friday and Easter weekend, I want to very much have a conversation today to Republicans, and I'm going to do one to Democrats next, but I think I'm going to talk to Republicans first because I have more instead with conservatives and the conservative movement in this country and where I see it headed. Um, I think what's really important to understand is that as you listen to this podcast, this isn't an attack on conservatives. This isn't an attack on Republicans, but this is something that you guys need to hear Um, because we are at war. We are at war um, with ourselves. We are at war with other countries. We are at war with the economy. We're we're at war with the very soul of the United States. And I'm going to talk about figureheads, voices of the conservative movement, and who I feel needs to be better represented in that movement. Coming up on its hair. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I hope you guys are spending time with your families. I hope you guys are spending time with your friends. I hope you guys are appreciating the freedoms and the affections that this country provides. And that you have some affinities to maintain that that joy. Um, I want to do an episode to conservatives, Republicans specifically, because I think the, the movement has lost its center and it's costing us everything, everything. Now I'm not going to sit here and act like Dick Cheney and Bush were perfect men. I'm not going to sit here and talk about Daddy Bush as if he was a perfect man. We're not going to talk about Rand Paul. We're not going to talk about fiscal policy. We're not going to talk about any of those things. We're going to talk about you, the conservative, and where you sit currently in the party. Now, the thing about being a registered Republican in this country is that there is a winner-take-all mentality in how we go about doing our primaries. If you are a candidate and you're one of seven and you get 24% of the vote and the next guy behind you gets 23, you get all the electorates. And it goes like that down the chain for every single primary running up to a presidential election. And I have a problem with that because Republicans have to understand that they live in a broad tent. And your values may or may not be in line with the values of other conservatives. What you deem to be a conservative principle 
may not be a conservative principle to somebody else. The things you are worried about, another conservative may or may not be worrying about. <laughs> you know, I, I keep hearing about transgender people on the Daily Wire, on Glenn Beck, on the Blaze. I keep hearing these, these puppets on these, these shows talking about drag queens and four-year-olds. And listen, the Democrats do it too, but you're being baited. I agree that sexualizing children is a big deal. It should not happen. Coming from somebody who was abused in that, that manner, I can tell you that that is a slippery slope. And children should not be subjected to any kind of sexualization before they're ready. That being said, drag queens are not the problem. Transgender people are not the problem. The LGBTQ, the IA, whatever it is, community is not the problem. People who self-identify with different pronouns are not the problem. I know that is hard to hear. And it sounds crazy to you. Because you're like, holy shit, he's actually losing his mind. No. As a parent... You have to take some fucking accountability, bro. You can't just let the world raise your kids. And for the boomers out there who are freaking flipping out about drag queens, let me just ensure you this one fucking thing. If there ever was a thing to worry about. I'm doing my job better than you did. And I don't mean that to be an asshole. I'll tell you why. Because parenting a child today, if you know how to use technology, you got them by the balls. No pun intended. Today, my child was being a complete asshole upstairs. What did we do? We changed her settings on her, four, on her phone to 4+. plus. She can't even access Apple Music right now on her phone. She can't do shit. And guess what? Kids live and die by that thing. So what does that do? That forces them to go outside and get some sun. If you see a child sitting on the lap, 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 the lap of a drag queen, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, is that person with the child a conservative? Probably not. And... More importantly, is it any of your fucking business? Probably not. And more importantly, again, is that drag queen abusing that child in that photo? Probably not. And I'm not saying that it's okay. Again, it's a slippery slope. But again, stay in your lane, bro. Just stop with the fake outrage. Next, abortion. I am pro-life, 100%. Six weeks after conception, 
I think most abortions should be heavily vetted. I think if it's a first time go and you accidentally got pregnant at six weeks, there need to be concessions made. Why? Because this is the United States of America. People make mistakes. And it's heartbreaking to imagine a child being unborn. But you're not going to completely get rid of abortion, assholes. You're just not. You're not that important. And if you were able to accomplish that, you're a fascist. Because you're basically telling people what they can and can't do in society. You know, I would like to see us a little bit more in line with what Europe does in terms of terminations of pregnancies. I'd like to see a culture more devout to contraceptives. Um, Again, hardcore conservatives, hardcore religious nuts are going to say the plan B pill is the devil. And I don't think it needs to be relied upon as in like annual deliverable, something that you take every year, every time you make a mistake. But I think that those options need to be readily available to women. Period. Contraceptives are not that crazy. Birth control condoms, plan B pill. Those options need to be available to women. They need to know that they have those. And to argue otherwise is futile. Why? Because the 2022 midterm election said so, motherfucker. And I'm swearing because I'm upset because we got bigger things to worry about right now than the fundamentals of abortion. It is not akin to death. I do agree that there are way too many children that are murdered in the first and second and third trimesters and that they're not properly vetted and that there's way too much leniency with women who have multiple abortions. And I'm all for, if we want to talk about registering guns, we should register abortions. Because if you're going to make people register guns, then you need to make them register a fucking abortion. Because if you had more than one, I want to know about it. Because that means you're just irresponsible. That makes too much sense. But explaining that to a conservative or a Democrat is pointless. It's pointless. And what you're finding is, is that you have centrist suburbanite educated women in this country all around that are like, man, I just want the Republicans to be normal again. I just want them to be normal again. Can they just go back to talking about abortion and not completely removing my, uh, my, uh, my autonomy of my body and allow me to make decisions that are empirical to my life and the life that may be growing inside my body. Again, I am pro-life. I am not pro-choice. But I'm telling you, if Republicans expect to win anymore, and anymore when it's important, where we're headed toward is a Nazi Germany-like event. And what I mean by that is that there was a huge faction in Germany that was opposed to Hitler and and the Nazis. But they were the smaller, marginalized group of the mass who voted for Hitler. And what ended up happening is, is like a shitty economy, you know, a low GDP, 
and a horrible representation in Europe forced far-right-leaning imperialists to go in and vote for the Nazi party, which ultimately started World War II. We are headed into a direction where a huge chunk of the Republican Party is going to be in a tent that is not a one-size-fits-all for conservatives. It's going to be the black eye of the conservative movement. And it has been fueled, unfortunately, by Donald Trump. This is making too much sense. And it hurts because people who are listening to this thing aren't, aren't, aren't going to probably enjoy this as a Republican. They're like, is this a Democrat talking? No, it's just the truth. You know how Barack Obama, when he was elected, right, in 2008, and when he was elected, a lot of his stuff was defending black people, right? The black experience in America. And his dad was, a, was from Kenya, and his mom was a socialist, right? Where's his birth certificate, right? And Donald Trump said that. And Barack Obama was a very divisive president that made everything about race. And that, after 9-11, was a slow, smoldering fuse that we're nearing the end to the end of the stick of dynamite that's going to explode. And Donald Trump is just blowing on that wick of racial tension. And he's not demifying racism, period. And I, I listened to him say it on TV, Ryan. Yeah, he has disavowed racism in the KKK and all those hate groups. But then he goes to rallies and says weird shit. Like you, you can say one thing and then say something completely different. And people are like, well, what is it? Is it is it this or is it that? You see where I'm going with this? Think about it this way. You have a relative. And they tell you something. And then they tell another family member something else. What's the, what's the right answer? What's the truth? Hmm? Is it what they told you? Is it what they told them? It's like when your mom's talking shit about your brother and then she talks to your brother and then she's talking shit about you kind of situation. Kind of sucks. That's what we dealt with with Trump. And I know other politicians do it, but other Republicans in the past didn't have to do that because he wasn't stirring up a part of the party that nobody wanted to admit still fucking existed. Do you hear me? Roughly 20% of the Republican Party is still very racist. It's still very racist. I'm just, I'm tired of having this conversation with people I care about and Republicans in general because most Republicans want Donald Trump for the right reasons. 
But Donald Trump is not the right guy because he's not capable of doing the right thing. At least consistently. Him being prosecuted and being indicted in, in Manhattan by the DA in Manhattan is able to occur because he allowed it to happen. Because, again, he refused to do the right thing. You know, you talk about the elections, the, the stealing of the election in 2020, which in Georgia obviously didn't happen. I think there are a lot of loosening of the laws that allow people to vote, which contributed to that massive win in Georgia. But telling the, the governor or the lieutenant governor or whatever it was that you need to find me 150,000 votes, again, not doing the right thing. And when you talk about January 6th, I do agree they're making a huge deal out of it. And people did die because, you know, frankly, some of them were being irresponsible because it was, in a lot of ways, a riot. But Donald Trump didn't really tell people not to do that. And again, during his indictment, prior to his indictment, a week before, he's asking for civil unrest on the streets. For violence on the streets. I'm sorry, but if you defend that, we can't talk politics. Because at the end of the day, I want to get back to this. We talked about abortion. We talked about trans people. We talked about Trump. Now, why is all this, why is all this critique? Why is me unearthing all of this shit and exposing it from my perspective so important? Because of every other podcast I've done before this. What's going on in Ukraine and Russia is a result of inconsistent foreign policy. What's going on with the United States dollar and China's heavy hand in trying to destabilize the U.S. dollar is akin to horrible foreign policy, but inconsistent foreign policy again. And the relationships that we don't have in Latin America, and in Africa, in Southeast Asia, and the Middle East, are a result of inconsistent foreign policy. And that happens when you live in a polarizing fucking country of Republican and Democrat, and then even between the Republicans you've got a polarizing conversation because it's literally Trump and then everybody else. Could you fucking give me anybody else? Because if you can give me somebody else, we're probably going to win. If you give me Trump, if he's not in jail by the time this is all said and done, and yes, it's kind of a witch hunt in New York. But again, didn't do the right thing. Opened himself up for some problems because he doesn't shut the hell up. Can you give me anybody else? Because if we're not able to achieve that, the reason why we are considered a declining superpower in the world today is because of the American people being so damn polarized. I can't even talk to a Republican about policy right now because they're so fucking dead set on being right about Donald Trump. I told you it was Donald Trump. The economy was wonderful. We didn't have to worry about inflation. Foreign policy was fantastic. We didn't have to worry about Russia. We didn't have to worry about China. We didn't have to worry about Beijing. We didn't have to worry about them trying to do anything in Taiwan. 
The world was just lovingly peaceful for all the good he did. He did it under false pretenses. And he didn't do everything right either. You know, we talk about these train wrecks. I did a podcast about that recently. A lot of that has to do with deregulation. The banks collapsing. Silicon Valley Bank, handful of others. Going bankrupt and going under because of deregulation. Led by Donald Trump. Allowing them to spend dollars they don't fiscally have in their safes. Kind of a problem because Donald Trump allowed it with his deregulation. We have to take responsibility for a couple things as American people. One is, is that the president, who was our president matters, absolutely. But how we vote as a people matters more. Right? We have to take responsibility. Just because you went out and vote does not disqualify you from being partially responsible for this shitbox we are in. And your candidate isn't perfect because your your party's your party's beliefs aren't perfect. That's why some of the Republicans got some of the good shit and some of the Democrats got some of the good shit and then they got some bad shit mixed up. And they do that because of lobbying and corporate interests. <clears throat> state of Iowa, the state of Iowa legislature currently is trying to pass a bill pushed by the Republican governor there in the state that allows minors under the age of 14 to work 20 hours or less behind the bar at a restaurant or hotel. Why? Cheap labor. Why? Population of Iowa is like 6 million people. Why? They don't have anybody. Republicans aren't perfect. They fuck up foreign policy too. George W. Bush, Dick Cheney, Donald Rumsfeld, all three of them war hawks. More Rumsfeld and Cheney. George W. Bush was just the popular kid that got voted, but it was the evil crony corporatists, lobbyists, Cheney and Rumsfeld, who pushed the Pentagon and the Department of Defense into two parallel wars against terror, where we spent the next two decades fighting in wars we didn't win. Again, you are what you eat. And a lot of people loved Bush after 9-11. That dude was all about America. We wanted blood and we got it. Whether it was right or it was wrong. And it took nearly two decades for us to recognize our, our discretions. I mean, my mom was a hardcore Iraqi war supporter, Afghan war supporter, and supported me going overseas to the I'm sorry for the interruption, guys. Um, the unfortunate consequence of doing Anchor on your phone is that when somebody calls you, and they've done it twice now, um, it cuts off your podcast. So, um, again, I want to apologize and get back to what I was saying. <clears throat> My mother was a huge, staunch Republican in 2001. 
through 2003, just like she is now. And she supported George W. Bush and the push into Baghdad. She supported the Afghan war. And just like a lot of Americans. And we watched tanks and trucks push the LZ further and further into Baghdad. And we watched 3rd and 1st Infantry Divisions completely bombard Baghdad with holster rounds. Full circle, 20 years later, just like most Americans, my mother's opinion of the war has changed. There's a tremendous amount of buyer's remorse on that one. And as we watched the final plane leave Afghanistan in 2021, you know, a lot of people, that left a lot of bad taste in a lot of people's mouth, right? Well, I think that's going to happen with Donald Trump. And I hope my mom lives long enough to have that feeling and doesn't think I'm insane. Because again, I, I empathize with the Republican movement. That's why I'm centrist, you know? I'm a centrist conservative. Like, I understand how messed up the left is. The far left, which we will talk about in my next podcast, is a Marxist contemporary group of people that have a way different expectation of what the real world is. And liberals in Pennsylvania are way different from liberals in Silicon Valley. I think if Republicans can get back to being truly conservative, giving the shirt off of their back, being courteous, being genuine, being God-fearing Americans, people who trust in the Lord, in the system, that God will make it right. For those out there who are able and willing to work, to provide for this crazy country and pay for the nonsense, I get it. It's hard. But if you can't get past Donald Trump and you can't get past this nationalistic approach to foreign policy. We are going to find ourselves getting drowned out by China and Russia and India and Brazil. And here's the funny thing. America is still the wealthiest country in the world, at least for now. May not be for much longer, but for now we are. And we have an opportunity to leverage that wealth and do some good with it. Wouldn't it be funny if the American people just flipped a switch and decide to get along and have conversations and not piss everybody off and we decided to actually pass some policies in this country and get rid of the lobbyists that are masquerading as politicians and force their hand, make term limits a thing force our congressmen to only do two years. And if they're a senior leader after their second term, they can pick up a third. But no more than 18 years in the Senate. That's more than enough time for a senator. 
House of Representative, no more than two terms. Unless they're a senior, then they can do three. It is time to shake things up. Make things as our Constitution was designed. Because I assure you, if our founding fathers knew how this country was being run right now, they would have made it way harder to get anything done. Because the American people are just disingenuous. We have to be united. You know, I gave you some examples about Republicans and where they fall short, and there's plenty of other stories. We're not going to do that today. I told you that. But what is important for you to understand is that if you can't get away from the, the, the lesbian and bi and gay and trans community and you can't move off of that and you can't get off of Trump, we're going to have another four years of Biden and he's probably going to die and we're obviously going to get Kamala who can't finish a fucking sentence. So figure it out. Because if you don't, I think a lot of moderate Democrats are even hoping and praying that you guys come up with something that's good for everybody. Because they can clearly see the Democrat Party has no answers. 